Maybe. Yes, sir! Welcome, everyone, to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. I'm your host, Keith Neen, and I'm joined here in studio by one of my co-hosts and on Zoom for the other, Mr. Till, here in the studio this afternoon. Happy Halloween to you, my friend. Konnichiwa, my friend. Welcome back from the tropical islands. Uh, Good to see you in person. Uh, Happy to be here. Ready to talk uh, whatever golf the, what happened this weekend. It sounds like there wasn't a whole lot, but yeah, uh, yeah. nonetheless, always good for a, a good uh, BS session with you boys. Absolutely. And uh, Scoots, how are you out there on the interwebs, my friend? Good to see your face. Yeah, I'm wonderful. Just here on the north side of Oklahoma City. Uh, didn't make it down there north side? To, the, to the studio, but uh, happy Halloween. Gonna knock this out with you gentlemen and go do some festivities with the family. That's right. That's right. So going to be a relatively tight pod. Now that's, we said that before and we ramble on Tis for I. 90 minutes. So, but Tis we'll see. I. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can keep it at 45 tight. minutes. Tight. You guys, tight. dad duties, obviously probably, probably one of the more enjoyable nights to be a dad. Every night's enjoyable, right? So we get the kids to, you know, go dress up, go get some candy, wait for them to fall asleep, eat half the candy. I, I don't have kids myself, but I can only assume the drill. Well, I will bring you some. (laughs) I need it. I need it. Scott mentioned he's up there on the north side of OKC, Till. You know what else is on the north side of OKC? Of course, we are talking about Chalk Luxury Sports Bar, right? They're on the north side at 1324 West Memorial Road at Chisholm Creek Plaza. Follow them on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. Hey, football, World Series, you know, mm. basketball started back up. Our Thunder are going again, but hey, I'm on a win the streak, baby. Plant the seed right now, guys. World Cup, three weeks. Ooh. You guys know I'm a big There's footy fan. There's a football game on every day between now and Thanksgiving. That's right. That is correct. So no better place than to watch all the sporting action, regardless of your favorite sport. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, let's get to it, Scoots. You've got the big board up here, Bermuda. Took place this weekend. Again, a so-so field, but a somewhat familiar name comes out on top here. Our favorite sea monkey, Seamus Power. Seamus Power, the Irishman, wins this thing at 19 under. Uh, Thoughts on the Butterface, Butterfield, Bermuda Championship, boys? Uh, The so-so field was uh, very generous. That was the most generous thing I've heard since last Christmas. I feel like I've screwed out depleted, right? So I had to come up with a new word. You know, hey, I guess the best thing I'll say is the the, the Oklahoman Max McGreevy finished T8. Yeah, top 10, right? Got yeah. to give him some love with, you know, Boomer Sooner and then at the, you know, Greens member as well. So, uh, good job by him. Seamus Power wins it, shooting one under on Sunday. Uh, so, it looks like. Hot hand. Hot hand on Sunday. <laughs> ben Griffin, you know, kind of, I guess, uh, blew it, I guess, in the ninth. And, uh, yeah. and we move on. More like the uh, more like around the seventh inning stretch, Ben, ben Griffin. Um, I did. This is one of the few things that I saw when I flipped it on yesterday afternoon. He had a stretch of bogey, 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 double bogey. Is that not good on the back? That's nine not good, right? To uh, yeah. completely, I yeah. I was uh, trying to think of how I was going to classify this between. Him and him and Seamus. I, I giggle every yeah. time we call him Seamus. It makes me happy. But um, 
That's me. It was like to crap sense. crap down your pants open. So crap you, down your leg open. What you're telling me is Seamus that Seamus like bogeyed four of the last six holes. There was a scoreboard somewhere between the eleventh green and the twelfth tee box, is what you're telling me. And he yes. saw his name up there. Yeah, Ben Griffin was like, Whoa, that that can't be my name. I can't be leading this golf tournament. Yeah, I'm I'm out. Eject button, baby. <laughs> uh it was it was it was actually difficult to watch. He smiled the whole through it, uh, best I could tell, but uh because so of that, yeah, big big Seamus, big Seamus was able to uh, walk through the door. Uh, what did you say, Scoots? I saw where Ben Griffin said that he just got too comfortable. I guess, he, I guess at a hole number twelve, uh, he decided to put his sweatpants on and get real comfortable <laughs> and uh, switch into his joggers. Well, there's one one thing I know about golf swings is him. that you don't want to feel comfortable. You want to be tense and super tight and nervous because that usually helps your swing, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You would think comfy golf is good golf, but it did not did not go well for him. Hopefully, it's a blip on the on the radar screen because his story is a pretty good one. I think he kind of yeah. hit rock bottom and was thinking about quitting and uh, gave it one more shot. Gets through. Corn Ferry Finals gets his tour card and has played. I think had some decent finishes here in the fall. This would have been. This is still his best finish uh, on the PGA Tour, but could have been a a game changer, life changer if he hadn't <laughs> got comfortable. Three hundred fifty k. So that that'll go yeah, a long not, way towards not, Christmas shopping, bad, right? Not not right bad, around the corner. Yeah, not bad at all. All right, uh, but we've see, spent about. Three and a half minutes too long on the Bermuda. I, I will say, like, when are we? You know, Seamus is a bit of a poser. We give um, we give Big Vic a lot of hard time about the American soil thing. Both of Seamus's wins are in. One was an opposite field event, I believe the uh, Barbasol. Mm-hmm. Don't hold me to that. And then this one, which. Might as well be. I saw there was like a 65-year-old dude that shot 89 in the first Yeah, round. that was kind of a neat story, though, club, right? So he was a club pro there, retired. He just turned 65, and they uh, gave that to him as a uh, sponsor's exemption as a retirement gift, right? And so I, I think it was a uh, yeah, tough tough sledding Kim, for him. But, yeah. Kim, Kim Swan? Yeah, that's yep, it. Yep, yep, yep. Kim Swan. 89-81, those were his two rounds. 89-81. I, I feel confident that both of you could have beat the 89. Maybe not the eighty-one, but the the eighty-nine. You you guys would have we could compete with that. Done yeah. better than that. So, uh, very generous. There uh, there is how strong this field was. Uh, that uh, Seamus, don't call me Seamus Power uh, wins, but he gets five FedEx game. Cup points just like he um, does, just like yeah. uh, Rory and CJ last week. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yeah, Ben that Griffin takes home three hundred fifty k as well. So uh, not not too shabby, right? So uh, okay, well, it was the end of the road, so to speak, for Live Golf for this uh, abbreviated inaugural season, if we want to call it that. And a lot of questions, guys, about whether it was the right choice for this golfer to jump over. You know, whether they should have stayed. One guy that financially it would seem it was the right choice to jump over. Dustin Johnson, uh, he's made a S ton of money since he's moved over the, to go. Uh, what was to the live final golf. tally on his, uh, his his total? Not counting his signing bonus, I think it was in the thirty five million. Yeah, yeah, it's somewhere yeah, north of thirty. There. Yeah, yeah. The, his team, the Four Aces, probably the only team I've I remember the name of, uh, given the the composition of that team. Right, so it's him, Pat Perez, it's um, Gooch. Uh, Gooch, our guy, Midwest City guy, uh, and then a P Reed over there. Bunch so. Of- 
super, super likable dudes. Probably the favorites, right? Cam Smith jumps over to the Australian team, almost single-handedly wins it for him, right? I think they were like the 11 seed going into this thing, the way they did the weird seedings and stuff. He goes out, shoots a seven under himself on Sunday in what seemed to be some pretty tough conditions uh, down at Doral in Miami. But uh, one stroke short, the four aces, DJ and his squad wins. Good to see Pat Perez shoot under par. A fat guy finally carrying his weight there, so he's been a turd since he's moved over there on that he, team he but uh, on it too. yeah about yeah it. Uh, he uh, he finally finally carries his ample weight for the four aces but uh, any other thoughts on this other than all right i'm glad it's over with <laughs> intriguing to see what, what what are they gonna come up with next right so yeah i mean uh, admittedly i uh, did not watch um literally a single minute of the uh, of the live golf deal but um shocking i i We'll say that the at least the team stuff had a little bit of intrigue. Um, I thought that was kind of cool the way they did. I, I may get this wrong, but like one singles match and a couple of foursomes matches, or maybe that was reversed. vice versa. Um, yeah. That that was kind of neat. I don't yeah, know why they reverted to stroke play for the final day, but anyway, the team. You know me. I'm, I love team golf, and that's one of the things about Live that I think could have some legs if they can do it a little bit different or do it a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, no, no real big takeaways. Uh, good to see the, uh, the Saudi money's going to some stand-up guys here, uh, on the old, on the old live circuit and, uh, Trump, Trump, Na- uh, not Trump national Trump, uh, Trump Doral, you know, I played that course. I played that course in 2008, Looks, I think, whenever OU got beat by Florida in the national championship you know, it, down it, at the orange bowl. It was on the regular PGA tour circuit. Um, I think uh, world mm-hmm. golf championship. For quite a while, I remember it Tiger was, yeah. and Phil having a pretty good duel back in the mid two thousands on the Blue Monster. Um, obviously, Trump being associated with it uh, was the reason that it got stripped of that, and I think they took it down to Mexico, if I remember right. Uh, the old uh, the old WGC Mexico with the great Grupo Salinas commercials. Shout out to those guys. Uh, but live golf one in, one in the books uh, probably went better. Than most people thought it would, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, what does it all mean? Articles posted yesterday and this morning sure, regarding yeah. live and what do you think about it? I mean, you know, YouTube is easy to access, but it still didn't feel like a whole lot of people were clicking on it and watching it, right? And so and sometimes that may be due to the time change that they're playing in different parts of the world and whatnot. But um, I don't know. I mean, it was intriguing because of the chaos that was following the story leading up to the first event. We all kind of kept yeah. tabs on the first event, and then it was kind of like, oh, well, they're just playing golf, and it seems to be easier and less attractive than the golf that we're used to watching. It kind of felt like it faded for me. No, you totally hit the nail on the head there, in my opinion. I think that... And I was I was a, I was a I think stick the, poker, uh, right? I, I was a guy... the chaos factor and the, the drama factor, like the TMZ quality of it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, was what got people kind of interested, and I think as that has faded away... And maybe we'll get, you know, maybe we'll get more of that come 2023. Maybe some more guys, some more name guys uh, go over. Um, so if any, if anything, it'll be kind of an interesting side note. Uh, uh, I will say one story kind of posted or, or tangential to Liv. Scoot, you may have saw this as well. Uh, Chief of the RNA had kind of come out and alluded to the fact that they would probably have a decision on whether live golfers would be allowed to participate in the Ocean Open Championship. Excuse me. In 2023, going forward, sounds as if they're leaning towards like, well, it's it's open, so there's we can't necessarily keep them out if they qualify. Uh, thoughts, thoughts. It seems like both the opens might have to kind of take that stance. The Masters in the PGA Championship could have a different take, but uh, did you see that, Scoots? Yeah, I did see that, but like, 
kind of going back to your point, yeah, it's almost the to me the golf is just eh. Uh, for me, I mean, honestly, it's just like the biggest thing about live golf is just kind of sitting around waiting for them to see who they can steal next for a bunch of money. You know, that's what like <laughs> it's kind of like the only stance that they are like standing on. You know what I'm saying? It's just like okay, can we get Xander next? Can we get Cantley? Because those are the two names right now that you know, during this break or whatever it is, is that the rumor is, is they're going to go hard after those two guys, right? They're best friends and try to get them over. Okay. Then, then who's next, you know, but like once they kind of get who they're going to get, like, okay, there's your guys, you better go do something with it. Um, I do like the team golf thing. So I totally agree with uh, what JT says on that standpoint, but like you better start getting some better courses. You better start getting a TV thing figured out. Um, and you better start figuring out a way to get fans to go to it or else you're going to start losing your stances. Um, and it's, I don't, it's either going to fade or, you know, we don't know, really know what's going to happen. So uh, that's kind of where I'm at. The other thing is I think we were talking about on the golf course. I don't know if it was with you. might've been with some other guys, you know, while I was in Vegas, but like the one guy that I feel like nobody is mad at at all and maybe kind of miss is Dustin Johnson. And I think it's just the fact that he's kind of stayed out of the news. He doesn't take shots at the PGA Tour. He kind of has come out and said, yeah, I, I did this for financial reasons. I, I don't care about the trophies. I don't care about a lot of the stuff. I, I'm, I'm doing it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to win all this money. And then he goes out and he wins all this money, right? So, like, he's kind of doing what he said he was going to do. And everyone is kind of like, yeah, okay, I get it. You know, like, we take you. I, I honestly, like, the question came up, like, would you take Dustin Johnson back? Would the PGA take just? Would you allow the PGA to take Dustin Johnson back? And would you start rooting for him right out of the gate? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I would. To where like I'd be like, no, Patrick Reed doesn't need to be back. That guy can go away for all I care. And some of these other guys, I'm the same way. And but like DJ, I'm like, yeah, I'll give him a pass. He kind of did it and 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 owned it. And so it's like, yeah, I'd take him back. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of my take. But I did see that as well back to your original question is just i think the opens the open if they qualify they're gonna have to they yeah. can play in the open it's kind of the whole the whole thing wrapping 10 cup right the us open they can't keep you out it's open right, right. so you, yeah. you anybody can you know get a one handicap or better you can you can qualify or whatever the sure. quote is from 10 cup but uh yeah paulina all the trophy that uh, that dj probably <laughs> needs at the end of the day uh ladies golf we'll talk a little, we got a new number one right Man, it happened on an off week, which is kind of always interesting, right? A little bit uh, <clears throat> anticlimactic. You think about somebody becoming world number one means they uh, they won a tournament or they had a high finish, things of that nature. But uh, Thaya Titicum becomes world number one. Hannah and I talked about her game extensively on last what, week's 19 pod. years old, right? 19 years old, youngest number one in the world since Lydia Ko got there at age 17 uh, several years ago. And, uh, again, does it on an off week where um, probably a high finish of Jin Young Ko fell down the rankings. And Athaya uh, ascends into that top spot, and so she'll take that. I assume she's playing this week over in Japan for the Toto. Got the, the Zozo on the men's side and the Toto on the ladies' side, Love which it. I think Love is it. awesome. And um, she will certainly be battling it out with Lydia Ko for that player of the year award that is more formulaic on the LPGA side than it is on the men's side, where it's more of a vote, if you will. So, yeah, always cool to crown a new number one. Like I said last week, and Keith, you'll remember this for sure, 
I think we ended last year thinking Nelly, Jin Young Ko, and everyone else is kind of mm-hmm. distant, distant, distant third, I guess. And uh, wow, what a battle it's going to be between those two in 2023. And, and they've kind of been a non-factor. And we've seen the reemergence of Lydia Ko and the emergence of uh, Thyatiticum. And it looks like those two are going to be the ones battling it out. But who the heck knows in this crazy game of golf? Tough to predict. Uh, uh, there's no doubt about it. You know, we feel like we're kind of entering some maybe doldrums from a PGA standpoint from the uh, the golf schedule. And, and that's probably true. But uh, you have the Tour Championship coming up for the women in just a couple of weeks, right? So a little bit of a different schedule sure. there. Their, their calendar, if you will, kind of kind of staggers with the men's side, if, it, if uh, you want to call it that. But uh, we'll be down in Naples, Florida the week before Thanksgiving and uh, the CME Group Tour Championship. CME, uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I think wow, it's good yeah, pull. I, I, you couldn't have paid me $1,000 to get that right. So yeah, good, good on for you. Something. Good, good for on something. you. Yeah, a couple couple tournaments left here on the LPGA side before we really shut it down. Uh, college golf, one note. I, I We were ships passing in the night. I was coming back from Hawaii. OU men going out to Hawaii. I think they were on yeah. Maui. Uh, well, I was on Kauai for the most part. Yeah. Uh, it was a good trip, I guess, right? So the Can you o- pronounce O-U-Mans? that name? It was the Ka- Kanapali? Kanapali, I think. Kanapali yeah. Classic. I was working on my pronunciation out there a lot uh, over the last 10 days. Pretty, sure. uh, I don't know how um, strong of a field it was, but a really deep field. I think it had 20 teams, which yep. is the biggest field that I've seen for a, a college event. In quite some time, and, and they, they got after him pretty good. Uh, winning, uh, that would be the OU Sooners going away. Uh, I believe they had two guys, in the three guys in the top five and another couple in the top 15, and so really just got out and stretched their legs out in Maui. Uh, good to see Jake Holbrook. I think he's somebody that is solidifying himself in that uh, starting five, uh, if you will, even though, you know, as Coach Hibble says, we qualify for every tournament, but Holbrook, somebody that hadn't, Got a lot of play because of those uh, horses that uh, OU's had for the past couple years. And uh, he is really, really coming into his own. Uh, interesting to see Drew Goodman. It's relative and talking about not playing well, but I feel like the last couple of tournaments, after getting off to a really strong start, Drew hasn't played as well as, uh, as you might expect. So uh, really cool to see. Um, the Sooners finish out. I believe I saw that this is um, a tournament victory um, in every one of Hibble's seasons dating back 13 to like and two, a half years. Yeah, yeah, really, really long time. So, Pretty impressive stat. Coach Hibble continues to churn out winning golf from his squads, and it's cool to see. Now, now this technically isn't um, college golf, but I did want to point out the Asian Pacific Amateur was played this weekend, and That's I right. only pointed out for two reasons. One, the winner gets an invitation to the Masters. And two, Bo Jin, Oklahoma State, I think we can still call him star, even though he's been struggling uh, for the past year, was in total control of this golf tournament. Played well every single day. I um, heard after the fact that he doubled the 17th hole, which oh, is no. a par three. Ends up losing the tournament by one shot. Loses that Masters berth um, to an Australian kid whose name escapes me. And uh, I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Kind of bad hole to, or bad time to have a bad hole. After the fact, I got sent a picture of the 17th hole 
at uh, yeah. the golf course they were playing. And, you know, we call things island greens here, TPC Sawgrass. You think the 17th at island TPC, green, yeah, right. right? Well, there's a little walkway that, that leads out there. This was a legit, you have to take boat. a boat out to yeah. the green, green. I saw that. Sick. It's pretty wild. That yeah. is sick. And he that's the hole he makes a five on, lose the golf tournament. So, I guess good to see some form from Bo Jin. Uh, bad finish. Yeah, that, that's, that's tough to be that tantalizingly close, right? Our, our man Sweet D talked about it mm. on the pod in mm. the past, right? To be so close and, and really having that real, realization, knowing that, oh my God, if I can keep it together here for a few more holes, I'm going to be playing in the Masters next April. And uh, that that would that would probably make the the old hands a little shaky, I yeah. guess, right? A little shaky. Got to no believe doubt. it. Got to believe it. So there you have it. Some good, some great amateur well, golf for the maybe, fall coming to the close. Maybe positive signs for Bo moving forward in the spring semester, right? You'd mentioned Gonna that need he kind of lost his form there for a while. He, he really burst onto the scene as a true freshman, you know, and, and it was like, my God, this guy's going to dominate for Oklahoma State for the next three or four years and then kind of lost some form. And so, again, maybe foreshadowing good things to come for Bo in the pokes in the spring. Hopefully so. We need uh, we need that Bedlam rivalry to be uh, strong as ever coming, coming up in the spring. Yeah. Well, all right. So we're 20 minutes into it. Somewhat light on PGA, LPGA, live the whole nine yards. Uh, and so we wanted to throw a couple of talking points out there, if you will. Fall, winter golf versus summer golf. In Oklahoma, October is arguably the best weather month of the year. You can fight me for that. So there might be a couple others out there. I I, I would not just I mean, it was a a balmy 74 degrees and sunny with light and variable winds today. So, of course, on a Monday where most of the, at least the private clubs are all closed. That's usually how it works. But uh, um, thoughts on fall golf versus summer, spring, winter, boys. I'll throw it out there. Probably the best time of the year to play, I think. First of all, I love it when I could just come to a podcast, not exactly sure what we're going to talk about and get thrown something like this. This is great stuff. Um, we're riffing here, man. I love it. I really do. It's kind of it's kind of stim- it's mentally stimulating to, to kind of not know what's coming. And so if I understand right, the question is, what do we like better? Is that the first question? Yeah, I think that's so. Yeah. First question. Okay. Yeah, I got to say fall. I mean, yeah, um, fall, winter, easy over summer. Yeah. Um, I would even go so far as to, yeah, put winter ahead of summer. And um, Man. I think because they're really every day, I'm sorry, every week during the winter, there's at least one day that is doable. If you're a walker, 50 degrees or something. Yeah. And you don't mind, you know, putting on a beanie hat and some long handles. Yeah, very doable. And you end up getting warm and really enjoying it. And there's less people playing. Uh, it's always a good experience. You know, not, not the greatest conditions because it's uh, dormant and whatnot, but. Yeah, if we're talking, um, if we're talking, I mean, fall golf. I, I think it, it would only be like a woke contrarian take of some sort to say for somebody to say they, that like another season of golf better than fall. I just, I just can't imagine like anybody actually having rational. Um, well, let me, well, let me jump in then. Speaking of uh, irrational, here we go. I, I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Fall and winter golf is awesome. The only thing that I love about summer golf is the eye candy of just how great the grass uh, is green, you know, as long as, it, you know, we're talking Gallardia. We're talking so uh, said grass. Twitter, I'm real sure where you're about to say, he could have went a lot of ways with that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, we kept it PG. There are, there are you know, it, obviously there are golf courses out there in the summertime that the grass looks absolutely dead, but just a good manicured golf course in the summertime with the lush 
dark green look is just awesome. But if we're talking just, yeah, the fall, just mint conditions, it's, there's nothing better. There's no, I, I, I'm not necessarily, I guess I'm going to say I'm not necessarily down with the brown uh, golf of just when it starts getting that color of grass and everything around here in Oklahoma. Um, I like the green. I like the, I like the color. I like the eye candy. You know what I'm saying? So, but, uh, but definitely the temperatures and everything like that. I love walking in the fall and then the winter. Uh, I do not like walking in the summer. Yeah. I think that, uh, it's a much easier walk for sure. I, 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 again, much like picking your favorite or ranking the courses at Bandon Dunes, for example, perhaps Pinehurst in your, in your case, Scott, there's, there's really no wrong answer, right? You're taught, you're, you're picking between, um, beautiful things here. And we're talking about when, when do we like to play golf? And the answer is yes. You know, give me any right. season. Yep. Um, and summer golf is great. Summer's yeah, I do, I, I do, I I do love playing wrong. deep into the night. You know, it's kind of like uh, those yeah. twilight rounds where you're, you're finishing up and it's eight 30 or nine and you're able to get in a full round after five o'clock. Sounds That's like the Sunday round at Lincoln yesterday got a little late. It did. It did. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, great question, but I, I, I think you'd have to rank, in my opinion, rank fall golf one. Any, anytime I can show up to the golf course, uh, like in shorts and a hoodie, uh, shorts and a pullover and know that by the back nine, it's going to be shorts and polo. And then maybe if, uh, maybe, or maybe vice versa, if it's late in the afternoon and you're able to dress, uh, dress in shorts, and then you got to put a hoodie on late in the round. Always, always love that crispy feeling. Well, let me ask you guys this. So any tips to our fellow sickos out there to stay warm whenever the temps maybe dive down a little bit lower than that? You know, 50 degrees, we say, is probably pretty comfortable. 50 degrees and zero wind. Think back to whenever we went to Sweetens Cove back in February. Oh, my God. It was like, it was perfect out there. It was like 48 yeah. degrees, but there was zero wind. Like, yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. That's that actually pretty comfortable if you're walking but let's say it dips down even lower than that maybe a little bit of a breeze out there uh thoughts on staying warm out there for those winter walkers i'll, I'll go i'll go first if yeah. that's okay my biggest thing is hey, let me so Scott, I, i'm gonna let you go first but i'm gonna preface yeah. the whole thing by saying like play don't stop playing golf when like first of all just make the effort to do it right because everything we're about to say i feel like is going to branch off of that right don't shut down at this point in the podcast and be like well i don't play golf and it's cool like first of all right. trust us do it and i i feel like you guys can attest to that because i feel like you guys play more golf in it. the winter than you used to because i told you okay if you trust me and do it okay so scott go ahead no you're, you're absolutely right um my biggest thing is is that if i can keep I got to, I got to worry about my feet. If my feet can stay warm, I'll be warm. If my feet get cold, I will be miserable. Like it. And that's all it is. Like I can wear one pair of pants and my thighs can be cold, but I'm still good. I'm, you know, I'm walking or I'm riding, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, I'm, I'm good. It's if my feet start, my toes start getting cold, I'm, I'm miserable. So I, it's either, I got to put on an extra pair of socks or I go out to, you know, Honestly, I'll go buy a good pair of hunting socks, uh, like Cabela's or something, and I'll wear those. And uh, it keeps it keeps my body warmer, or at least mentally, I think my body is warmer if my toes, my feet, aren't freezing. If that makes sense. And so, you know, obviously the 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 hot hands or just anything that you you know the little things that you shake up and they kind of the pockets or whatever they're called that warm up. Um, you know, keep a couple of those in your pockets or 
those always help. But mine is is mine mine all start with my whole game starts in the winter time of playing with my feet. Um, interesting. Uh, I would I would uh, say the other the other direction. I feel like the beanie hat, a good solid beanie hat, one that is kind of like almost like a ski beanie, uh, is the thing that there are times where I'm so comfortable in the winter time that I'll keep my beanie hat on and start shedding layers. And for some reason, that alone, like, I feel warm. Right? It's, um, they say the old adage is all that heat escapes out of your head, and I'm starting to believe yep. it because I feel like I can go pretty light everywhere else as long as I have that good beanie hat on. Scott, you mentioned the hot hands, absolutely clutch. You just you buy, like, a 24-pack of those things. You keep them in the trunk. Not only is it good for keeping the hands warm when you're kind of walking down the fairway, but um, just in the meantime, those two things being down in your pockets tend to just kind of warm you up a little bit. So I, mm-hmm. I would definitely mm-hmm. second the hot hands. Um, yeah, you getting your kicks off on that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you got to keep buddy. everything warm. It's not just about the extremities. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and then it, I think it goes without saying, but walk. I mean, you ha- you obviously have to walk. You you are not going to stay warm in the winter if you take a golf cart. And um, it just kills me how many people check out when it's, uh, you know, even the subject of walking for golf comes up. But it's so enjoyable in the wintertime because you're out there, you're getting some exercise when otherwise you'd be in in front of the TV, you know, watching sports and drinking beers, most likely. So um, Keith has his hand raised. You can't see that on a podcast. But uh, it starts with walking, and then I think we've given you some other good tips there. And then probably... So those are all like little what functional tangible feet, things. Feet, hands, head. Feet, hands, head. I think the from a mental standpoint, the best thing you can do, which is a little more subjective, is just lower your expectations, right? Just because um, if you got some extra layers on, the swing maybe feels a little different. Maybe you get a little bit frustrated if you're not striking the ball as well. And if you look at it, the wintertime golf is just as much I'm getting exercise as I am trying to go out there and, and shoot low scores. You end up shooting good scores because your expectations are a little bit lower. So I'll get a little bit meta on you and say uh, lower the expectations in the wintertime. The other, the other, one other thing is, is that if you've been living on a rock and you haven't seen, like, the evolution of golf apparel, <laughs> like, the, the golf hoodies are sick these days. Like, go buy you a Foot Joy golf hoodie like they look good they feel good and just like prime side prime time says if you look good and you feel good you're gonna play good so mm. and if all three happen you're gonna get paid good eventually so <laughs> um but yeah i mean honestly like the just the evolution of like the golf apparel alone yeah you might feel a little stiff here and there because you have a lot of layers on but like it still it still works shorten the swing take more club you'll be fine yep i agree all right we got 14 minutes for the hard out before you guys have to go trick-or-treating. So I want to save enough time. Scoots and I, fortunate enough to go on separate but very enjoyable golf trips over the last 10, 11 days. Uh, We want to jump into some fairway files here? Talk about not enough time. I mean, that's a whole freaking podcast worth. Okay, I got to turn QB here if we're going to get facilitation. I can't be the one talking. All right, Keith, we're going to start with you. We're talking about cold weather. We're going to go the opposite direction. Uh, What was supposed to be nice, beautiful, warm weather. First of all, what island in Hawaii did you uh, and the missus head out to? Home base was 
Kauai. Princeville Kauai. in particular is where we were staying. All right, Princeville, and I believe the golf course that you uh, pretty much batten down the hatches at was Princeville Mackay. That is correct. So give us just a sense of uh, of that golf course, um, uh, terrain, um, you know, types of golf holes, and obviously the question would be you know, fav- favorite hole at Princeville Mackay. Yeah, a very a big property, right? So big very spread out. Not exactly a, a good walking course. I'll put it that way, right? And a lot of that is roads were crisscrossing throughout. There's condos. There's very very nice nice. I, I assume multi million dollar homes all along the golf course. And so it's somewhat of a spread out place. And so um, I actually was going to walk it on the last round that I had. One of the guys actually talked me out of it. He's like, man, it's probably good. It's going to rain on you again. So foreshadowing <laughs> on some things. So you might want to be in a cart if this happens. And so uh, talked me out of it. So I, I did a cart uh, all three rounds, three and a half rounds that I played out there. But uh, very gentle rolling hills, big wide fairways. Mm. The rough was not super thick, but because there was so much rain, it was kind of nasty and gnarly if you hit it on there. Uh, greens were, I, I think it was Bermuda because they the grain was very visible. Uh Looked like they were somewhat coarse, but, man, they rolled very true. They were actually hard, uh, even with all the rain. Uh, hit a good shot, rarely ever leave a um, ball mark when it was all said and done. But it, it was somewhat fair. One of the, the text messages I sent back to you guys, I think after the first day or second second round I played, was that I have no faith in golf course slope and rating programs or services or whoever does that okay, because totally this course was rated out the wazoo Boiling Springs, way harder than this course. And when Not say, even close. And when, uh, when we're saying ratings here, we're talking about the course rating yeah. as like a... Uh, you see it? that yeah. 125 or 130 and then yeah, a 74.2 yeah. or whatever it is yeah. that you see or your gotcha. handicap calcul- gotcha. calculations. Um, okay. This was not a difficult course. Uh, it, uh, I would say that I didn't play very well the first day and shot 82. The last round I shot a 77, which was I played much better. Uh, you know, ball striking was... It, it, like it, it, I alternated. Like the one day... I couldn't hit the ball worth a flip, but I made a bunch of putts that I probably had no business making. Then it flip-flopped, and then really that third round uh, for the 77, I kind of put it all together, uh, made some decent putts, and then actually kept it uh, in the short grass when it was all said and done. But loved it. Great scenic views, right? What I told the guys at the office today after I'd come back uh, from work was if this course wasn't set by the ocean, you'd, you wouldn't notice anything <laughs> special about it. Right. The property yeah. itself is incredible. It's a great place for a golf course, but the course is just, oh, yeah, that's that's a golf course. Did you have a favorite hole? Uh, yes, number three. That was the one I sent you guys the very first shot. Okay. You have the mountain and the ocean. It was kind of cloudy, right? It looked more like Seattle weather than it did Hawaii weather whenever I sent you guys that pick. It was raining at that time. Tee box, elevated, green, over water. It plays 155, 160 yards, but it, I mean... You're probably hitting a pitching wedge because of the elevation drop. I kid you not, probably a hundred foot drop nice. down to the green. So it was uh, pretty cool. I uh, I hit it. I never hit it in the water. I didn't hit it on the green all three times, but didn't hit it in the water there. There you go. Princeville Mackay Golf. Would Club. recommend it. if you're going to Kauai, play that course. There's several other courses on that island. Meh, Mackay is by far the best one if you're going to Kauai. Very nice. Very nice. A, a, a firm recommendation from our man if you find yourself on the island of Kauai. You mentioned you had a fair bit of rain where Scooter teed it up last week. Uh, not a lot of rain happening. That would be um, magical, fabulous Las Vegas. Scott, first question, if you could quickly run through the four courses that you were able to play while you were in yeah. Vegas for the listeners. Yeah, absolutely. So went out there. Uh, 
flew in, played a practice round at Bears Best. Uh, and then we played a pretty much three three rounds uh, at a different course every day in the I guess it'd be a PGA sectional pro am. Um, the first day was at Las Vegas Country Club, home of Dean Martin, and then the second day we played at South Shore Lake Las Vegas, um, and then our third and final day we played at Rio Seco, which was uh. All, all of them very different, um, pretty pretty cool courses. As you mentioned, you went out there for a bit of a, of a competition, if you will, with the yeah. uh, with the Greens Country Club squaring off uh, against uh, various clubs from around the nation. Uh, from a competition standpoint, um, got to shout out your your was that your third round or I guess second round second, of the competition. Uh, yep. Third round of the trip where you dropped, uh, I believe, a personal best 74 at South Shore Country Club. Uh, talk us through how in the hell you did that. Huh. Uh, very unexpected. Uh, crazy uh, turn of events that whole entire day. Uh, awesome, amazing course. Obviously, I'm going to be you know, all about it, you know, shooting a personal best, but just like, like I talked about eye candy earlier. I mean, this is just an eye candy golf course. Jack Nicholas did it. Um, you get to 16 or 15 and then, you know, there's a rock right there that says the four best finishing holes in all of golf. Um, I don't know if I agree with it, but it was really, really cool. Don't worry. Jack uh, has one of those on the 15th hole at every course. That he has <laughs> every on, course, so. no doubt. I, I would say I would agree with that, but he did not have it at Bears Best, which was also another Jack course. But anyway, so uh, we're playing. Um, I'm actually kind of a negative Nancy. Uh, I bogey, bogey, bogey the first three holes. And I'm riding with the golf pro, Matt Davis, uh, at the Greens Country Club. Um, and I kind of turned to him, and I just uh, I look at him. I said, I should have stayed in bed. I made that comment. I, was, I just should have stayed in bed. If I'm a bogey, I was like, you know what? This is our third round of the trip. I haven't made a birdie yet. Um, and I don't even know if I really have had like an opportunity to like put a birdie, um, as being our third round. And I just kind of ho-hum shoot a 40 on the front nine. And, uh, you know, I think it was like hole seven. I, I, I finally look at, uh, at, at Matt and I go, I haven't made, I made the birdie comment. I haven't made a birdie. Well, 10, 11 and 12, I birdie back to back to back. And I've never birdied three in a row in my life. I'm three under on the back on the back nine. I've never been three under on a nine hole, I don't think, in my life. Um, and I continue to just um, par, par. I think I made a bogey here and there. Um, and I finished one under on the back for a 34. Boom, uh, baby. So, uh, and so it was incredible. Um, obviously, best round of my life. Hole number, I think it was 11. Um, I stick it to about two and a half feet on a par three. I mean, it was just one of those just nice, easy tap in. No worries, birdies. The the On 10 before that, I, I made an 18-footer for birdie, and I actually walked it in and, say and I said I didn't hit it hard enough. So it was just all, like, everything was just kind of working for me. And, uh, like, it was funny. I, I birdied the second one. I birdied the third hole. And all of a sudden, my four teammates, they act like I'm pitching a no-hitter 
or like a perfect game. Like they won't talk. To you me. don't talk about it. Yeah. 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 They weren't, they weren't looking at me. Like they wouldn't talk to me. They kind of like walked out of their way, you know, at the tee box, I was standing off to the side and they were all like 20 feet from me um, on the other side of the tee box. It was pretty funny, but uh, enjoyable. The weather was incredible. Honestly, like if anybody out there is listening to this, that is thinking about doing a trip in Vegas, bears best was decent. Okay. It's kind of a, it's one of those courses that, it's all jack holes from Jack Nicholas holes from different courses. Yeah, in the I was going to say jack holes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that he, you know, his favorite 18 holes that he's done across the country. So, uh, eh, it was okay. Uh, Las Vegas country club was really cool. Um, has the airplane from, uh, the movie casino in the, in the pond still, it's got the strip right there. You're right there behind the Hilton. That was um, a cool so picture. You, yeah. That was a great yeah, picture. So yeah. That was, that, that's a pretty cool, eye candy course uh lake south shore was just awesome just hilly elevation really pretty great greens green grass awesome fairways um had it it had everything and then rio seco uh was a cool course but like if you it's one of those that the fairways are just cut out in the middle of a mountain and if you're not in the fairway you're in the rock yeah and so you pretty much have to pick it up and bring it you know and take your unplayable unless you want to break your club type of thing and try to hit it out of the rock. Um, but it's still a really cool course, but I would recommend wholeheartedly 10 out of 10 South shores got to be played. If you can get on it. Nice. Very nice boys. Well, well done on your golf trips. I know Keith, yours was not technically a golf trip. And yeah, the missus we snorkeled and yeah, went to Honolulu, did the whole nine uh, yards and uh, vacation with a side of golf for Keith and, and a full on, boondoggle yeah. with the boys uh for scooter so um glad to have you back in the 405 and looking forward to teeing up with both of you soon and uh, great great fairway file segment anytime we can talk about a golf trip well boys uh i know you got hard outs right? yep. we got halloween right around the corner here as we're recording this gonna take the little ones out i guess let me ask you what what, what are the little ones going as what are you guys going as are you dressing um up? i am not dressing up yeah sorry folks Kind of a boring dude. Shocker. Probably, uh, <laughs> I, I did go as Ted Lasso last year, which was, that was pretty good. With, yeah, a real, stash. with a real you, mustache. You can rock the stash. Yeah. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I have a sorceress and a skeleton pirate that I'll be escorting around the neighborhood this evening. I like that. Scoots? Uh, we have Snow White. My daughter is going to Snow White, and you can't have snow white without dopey so grayson is uh dressed up <laughs> like dopey so uh, that's um, good pretty cool yeah pretty the disney cool disney princesses is pretty pretty popular this time of year they they, yep. they rack up the money on the uh, no costumes doubt. there all right uh worldwide technology championship at mayakoba had to get the whole name in vic hovland the defending champ uh jay till so we've we've got to at least you know, got to play this. Give right? me Vic Hovland at plus eighteen hundred. He's gonna he's gonna bring it home from Mexico and right into Christmas like a Norwegian Viking. It's gonna be historical. You, guys, you guys hear that? That was spot on. He was right last year, ladies and gentlemen. You guys hear that pep in my voice? You know that doesn't exist anymore from that clip. It's because these two guys. This is what these. Guys uh, now, he was plus eighteen hundred last year. You're not gonna get those odds this year. He's plus a thousand, so he's not the favorite. Scotty Scheffler. Two years. That was from two years. That was ago. from two years ago. Oh my god. And, he so. won, and I I went ahead and picked him again last year just for fun, 
And he won last year. Well, he's won back-to-back Mayakobas. Again, how is he not the favorite against Scotty Scheffler in the field? He's plus 900. Vic right behind him at plus 1,000, followed by Finau, Billy Ho, Aaron Wise, and your boy Mav, McNe- Mav McNeely, excuse me, along with Cor- Cor- Colin Cali. Man, I got to. You're on a roll, uh, yeah, bro. I'm trying to get us out of here. Colin Morikawa at plus 1,800 as well. Uh, who's going to win this thing, boys? We, we won't go through the whole nine yards here, but uh, give me a winner. I'm going to go Thomas Dietrich a little bit further down the board. Runner up. He's this at past 40 week, right? to 1, was runner up. And th- there was actually some, for as weak of a field as it was out in Bermuda, some tough conditions that I don't think that they'll get this week. I think it's going to be pretty vacation weather down in Mexico. So give me. Give me a Thomas Dietrich to win this week. Like that pick. Scooter, who you got this week, bud? Who's going to win this thing? The one and only time I'll pick him. Billy Ho is going to win it. Like it. Plus 1,600. I thought you'd go with the speaking of dopies, Billy Ho. <laughs> uh, speaking of dopies, I'm going to go bad. with my guy, Tom Hoagie, at plus 3,000. 30 to 1 <laughs> odds. Again, the best PGA profile pick out there. Trust me, people. Google it. You will not be disappointed. Um, all right, boys. Plugs. Get them out there. Scoots. Dirty birdies. We got, we got a game going this week. We got a game going this week. I was locked out in Vegas last week. Couldn't get it out there. Stupid uh, geography. Tried. Uh, stupid geography, but uh, yeah, at Scotty G twenty one on Twitter, um, throw it out there. You'll see the uh, Dirty Birdies out there. So come join the fun. And what's the what's the Dirty Birdies account? Because that's normally where we Dirty Birdies DFS. Dirty yep. Birdies DFS out there on Twitter. At sure. uh, YSO Golf will also retweet that Dirty Birdies link along with all sorts of various commentary. In the sparse game of golf uh, happening this week, maybe we'll I'll throw out some content from our, our four club challenge we're going to do That's on right. Wednesday. We're going to play on Wednesday, yeah. so that'll be something for the folks to to look forward to. Well, I'm going to retweet your retweet. Oh at sports underscore pros. Remember, that's at sports underscore pros. And, of course, you can check us out on the web as well at fantasysportspros.com. And remember, that is pros with an E. P-R-O-S-E. All right, boys. We're going to stop it right here. We're going to cut it short. Happy Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe out there. And as always, in your costumes, get out there and enjoy the walk. (laughs) 